This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Do you ever feel like when you look at all the things that you have to do with your job, there's just too much to do. There's not enough time. And have you ever questioned if the one thing could work for you because you have more than one thing? We've all been there. And today is gonna be an amazing story of how to overcome that. Imagine, what would be possible if you really had clarity on the one thing you could do that would actually make everything else easier or unnecessary? And you and your team became the type of people who not only had clarity on that one thing, but when you showed up for work, you did your one thing and you did it first. What would be possible? That is what today's episode is about. You're gonna hear the story of a man who is the vice president of airline technology for FedEx. His team literally creates all the technology that makes sure that packages get loaded onto planes as efficiently as possible so they get delivered to you on time, every time, and also builds the technology that keeps the planes up in the air. A pretty big job. It's a story of how he used the principles of the one thing to bring more clarity and alignment to his organization to achieve some truly extraordinary results. He, he uses this example. There is a freeway in China, supposedly, that's 50 lanes wide leading up to a toll booth. And the traffic is backed up for miles. And he describes that that is how his organization was, where every single car represented a priority, an initiative, something that needed to be done. Yet it was just moving forward one thing at a time. And realizing that the number one priority was actually at the very back of the traffic jam. And it had been stuck in traffic for six years. Pay attention to how he used the principles of the one thing and the models of the one thing, like a GPS, a one-page business plan, to create a fast lane to get that one thing done. You will be shocked at how fast they got it done once they had clarity and alignment as a team. As you listen to this, if you find yourself wondering what it looks like to bring this to your organization, we would love the opportunity to engage with you. If you head over to our website, which is theonething.com slash training, that's theonething.com with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash training. You can scroll to the corporate section, fill out your information, and we will absolutely follow up with you. With that, let's get into this conversation with the VP of Airline Technology for FedEx, Bob Minford. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen. They're chef-created, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like Breakfast on the Go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash O-N-E-5-0 and use code O-N-E-5-0 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month.
Bob, when did you first come across the one thing? Well, Jeff, uh, here at FedEx, we have, we have a tremendous growth and learning team. And right at the beginning of two fiscal years ago, uh, they had invited all the officers and directors to a session that they called the one thing. <laughs> and, and obviously, I was very curious. And I love the opportunities that our growth and learning team put together. So I signed up. And when I got there, I didn't really know what to expect. And this uh, gentleman, Jeff Woods, was presenting. And as he hit the different topics, I think it was more and more he was talking pretty direct to me. You know, when you're in a room and, and, you know, the message, it almost appears like, wow, this is like targeted right to me. That brought a lot of relation to, to what we are working on in airline mm. technology at FedEx. And if you, that's how I got introduced. If you can recall, what was it that was so relevant for you at the time? Well, you know, the world was getting more and more complex. You know, we were the largest division in the airline at FedEx that were, were first to get off of the mainframe. And we were feeling really good because we didn't just lift and shift. We transformed, we modernized our technology. I got this great example, this, this, this one application that we used to load aircraft. Uh, the first iteration that came back uh, from the team was to create this, this modernized GUI of rows and columns to load planes. And, and when you say GUI, so, you mean graphical user interface. That's right, the graphical user interface. And, and my boss at the time had taken a look at it and... Uh, he had said, you know, this, this isn't as modern. This is very mainframe-like. Which What is does where that mean, by the way? Because most people don't understand tech speak. Well, mainframe-like is, is very plain, right? Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's screen screens with a lot of text and uh, rows and columns, a lot of data entry. And, and, and it's, 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 it's very difficult to use. And so my boss sent the team back uh, to look at the situation again of loading aircraft. And we came up with a silhouette of a FedEx plane where when we talk modern, we're talking drag and drop. We're talking about a GUI that is very intuitive, very easy to use. Jeff Woods could go to the ramp tonight and he could load the planes. And you're talking about all those packages that get delivered overnight, the software that allows that to get on the plane and then the planes to stay in the air. Exactly. With yeah. applying all the balancing rules, all the rules from Boeing, from Airbus, from all of our, our aircraft fleet uh, behind the scenes. And that's why you and I could go out there tonight and do it. Because the, the, the application... Is uh, is it self protects against anything that you can't do? So let me recap. You were basically tasked with re-engineering or developing software that would eliminate 
old, outdated practices, inefficient ways of loading planes and getting them out as efficiently as possible and making it not only more efficient, but super intuitive. So a guy like me with zero training could get it done. That's right. And small priority, my friend, small priority. Our airline, you would have thought things were going to get easier, but because of the success that we had, there were a lot of competing priorities Mm. at that point in time. And I had been in the airline for uh, a couple of years and you would have thought, wow, we're at a sweet spot because we're modernized. We, we, you know, we've, we've transformed uh, business process and technology. But now the business was, was what they had more of an appetite than ever, right? To take the airline to the next level. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, this, this discussion was really, really relevant to me. And that's why it talked to me because of all the complexities that we were seeing. So I'm imagining one, you're given a huge goal. I mean, that's, that's not a small thing. And executing on that on its own is difficult. And there was a laundry list of everything else that had to be done, yet there's only so many people. That's right. And, and the one thing that that really hit home was the concept of multiplying. Mm. You know, that, that domino picking up momentum. And after I thought about it, I said to myself, I absolutely have to have that to succeed in the task that, that, that my organization has been given. Uh, you know, we support the largest cargo airline in the entire world. And we do it with a, a fairly small team of IT individuals. They are just a, a very high-performing team. But uh, this multiplying concept, I really went right to and said, how can I get that? Tell me more. And, and for people who are not familiar with what Bob's talking about, it's the idea that you know a domino doesn't not just knock one down of equal size right. and go 50% larger. So two knocks over three, three knocks over four and a half. By the 18th domino, you're knocking down the Leaning Tower of Pisa. By the 23rd domino, the Eiffel Tower. By the 57th domino, the Earth to the Moon. And this idea that you could identify one thing that if you did consistently over and over again would not only make everything else easier or unnecessary, but could multiply exponentially. So what'd you do? How'd you begin the journey? Well, you know, there was a a picture that came to my mind, first of all, because I I think it's really important that you have to know where you're at. And there's a a picture, if you Google it out there, of of 50 lanes going into a toll booth in China. And every day, the traffic backs up for miles. And after the toll booth, it goes into four lanes, which means it backs up again. And when I looked at this chart and I looked at this picture, I could relate to, to what was happening in my organization because, you know, we were, be, we were trying to be everything to everybody. We thought, well, every capability is important and it, it's, they're all equal. And that was some, 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 some misthinking. And when I took a step back, listening to these concepts and put, putting that visual in my mind, I'm like, this is why. We progress, you know, five yards a week on these on these capabilities that we're trying to deliver. But 
we don't really have a, a fast lane. We don't have a lane that, that we can, you know, just drive through. And at the time, as I, as I thought about multiplying, you know, and we had, we had 50 projects on the slate, there was, there was one project called Electronic Maintenance Release, which is our ability to get paperless in our cockpits at FedEx. Uh, for all the the mobile capabilities to fully be taken advantage of from our aircraft mechanics to our pilots to our control centers that we have both on the maintenance and our uh, air operation side, and you know that that initiative was on the board for a very long time. But when I looked at you know where we were positioned and I looked at our strategy. That one capability, okay, which was a, a fairly large capability, would really hit many of our strategic tenants that we set mm-hmm. for the airline uh, within FedEx. You know, we wanted to make sure we were dynamic, we were real time with with absolutely everything from an IT perspective. We wanted to make sure we took advantage of the utmost mobile capabilities and. We wanted to take advantage of artificial intelligence and machine learning within our processes so so that models would constantly get better and better. And on top of all of this, the number one priority at FedEx is safety. And that is the one thing that all of us take personally at FedEx, Uh, whether you're a pilot, whether you're an aircraft mechanic, whether you're an IT guy. We want the safest airline in the entire world. And that's what we strive for. And and this process of electronic maintenance release was one that had been hanging out there for probably about six years. (laughs) And we, you know, we had it on the list. We were getting closer, but we were stuck in these 50 lanes, right? We were Mm. stuck in these toll booth lanes. And we couldn't get through the toll booth. So let me recap this because I'm imagining, for everybody who's listening this, imagine being in a helicopter above a 50-lane freeway, bumper to bumper for miles going into the toll booth. And when you look down, each car represented a priority or a capability that your team could focus on. And they just did them one at a time each week, moving forward a little bit. Yet when you, after our session, realize and ask yourself, what's the one thing I can do? Such that by doing it, everything else is easier and necessary. You see this one yellow car in the middle of the sea of all the cars. That's this capability to make the cockpit paperless. It's been on the list for six years, moving forward one inch at a time. And you find yourself asking, how do I create a fast lane so I can just get it through? That's right. If I could deliver EMR, I deliver higher level of safety, regulatory compliance, uh, for the largest cargo airline in the world, all the data becomes dynamic in real time. The mobile devices, okay, should be pulled along because of the real time data, and and everybody uh, from the mechanics and the pilots and all the constituents looking at the same information. They're going to rely more and more on those on those uh, iPad uh, mobile capabilities that that we we've, we've built. 
While COVID-19 is having an unprecedented impact on the economy, companies like Gusto are still building tools to support your business and your people through the ups and the downs. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about that. Plus, it's easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Many of the old school payment providers just weren't built for the way that modern small businesses work. Gusto is. So as we go into the new year, ask the question, should we let somebody else wear some of those hats that maybe I shouldn't be wearing? In this case, listeners of the One Thing Podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash O-N-E. This episode is brought to you by Helium 10. Helium 10 is an all-in-one software tool for entrepreneurs to help them start, build, and grow a business on Amazon. Imagine if you wanted to start a business and suddenly having millions of customers already on your website. That's exactly what Amazon FBA or Fulfillment by Amazon is. It's a program started where they lend their entire fulfillment network to their sellers. And that means they pick, pack, and ship your products, handle all the returns and the customer service. Basically all the hard stuff that's not your one thing. And this is why we're glad that Helium is a sponsor of the show. They've served over a million users worldwide. They track over 2 billion products on Amazon, and they have over 30 tools to help you research, start, and manage your business on Amazon. This allows you to start a business on the side, on the number one e-commerce platform, which is Amazon. It also allows you to learn the right way to sell on Amazon from the start. And they provide you with knowledge and advice when you need it most. You can start your own journey and build your business on Amazon today. Helium 10 is a must-have, and as a listener of the One Thing Podcast, we have an incredible offer for you. As a listener of the show, you get 50% off your first month of Helium 10 Platinum when you go to helium10.com and use the code ONE, that's O-N-E, when you check out. That's H-E-L-I-U-M, and then the number 10, 10.com, and then use the code O-N-E. Don't wait to get 50% off your first month. Go to helium10.com and use code O-N-E. So how'd you create the Fastlane? Well, you know, that project stuck out to me. And, you know, this was a, a new a new methodology. But I knew that this methodology also aligned uh, to safe agile, which we were going towards mm-hmm. from an IP perspective. Uh, and a lot of the concepts... Were, were very uh, very similar within those two methodologies. But the first thing I, I did was I really wanted to make sure that my entire leadership team was thinking in this, this direction because it was great that I went to the training and one of my directors went to the training. My other two directors could not make the training. So, you know, the first thing I probably did was make sure that everybody had the book, the one thing, and I asked them all to read it. Uh, not only the directors that missed the session, but I asked all of the management team. We got them all books. We said, we want, we want you to read this, and you have two weeks, and we're going to get together, and we're going to talk about. And at that point in time, we wanted to, we wanted to move forward with a GPS, you know, mm-hmm. getting our goals, 
our priorities and our strategies in alignment across the airline uh, technology team with this concept. And for people who are not familiar, the GPS is just a simple one-page business plan. It creates clarity and alignment across an entire org. So everybody knows this is the one thing for our org. These are the top priorities. They're in order of priority. There's a clear owner. Here's the strategies. It literally gets everybody on the same page. So you have them read the book and you know you ultimately want to create a GPS. Right. But going into that session, Jeff, I decided that I was going to create my GPS Mm -hmm. first. So I went ahead and I created my GPS. I put, you know, a lot of thought. I spent that time uh, between as they were reading their book uh, and, you know, the session to to put my GPS together so that I would at least have a good idea of of where I thought we were. Not that I was going to share that with the team because I wanted to see what they came up with and then, you know, be able to compare and contrast. But one of the other key things that I did, Jeff, was when I had my GPS and I had what was most important to me, at one point in time, I, I had my assistant come in and I, I, I asked her, I said, Cap, I said, I came up with what my, my priorities and my goals and my strategies are. But when I look at my calendar, I don't believe that I'm even close to being in alignment. And I explained to her why. And what she did was she she went out and the next day she came in and she said, I want to color code each of those strategies and your priorities. And I want to color code your calendar. And when she did that, it was devastating to me because I wasn't really working on my GPS at all. Okay. When when I the initial calculation was about 18% of the time, I was working on what was most important to the airline at FedEx. So that color coding was really powerful to me. <laughs> and to be honest with you, when I got in front of my leadership team and I could share with them that story, they could see that. Not only did I want to, I want to, you know, the the team to develop the go forward strategy, but just so they knew, I was the first one in the ditch. Mm-hmm. Well, you 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 did something that's very powerful that every leader has the opportunity to do, but not everyone does. You purposely cast a shadow. Right. You made sure that the shadow that you were casting was. I'm walking the talk. You're not not do as I say, do as I do. All right. I want to dive down this rabbit hole. What changes did you start making to your calendar or how did you empower Cap to start making changes to your calendar? Yeah, so Cap and I had many discussions because uh, I was still stunned at what she had found out, which you know really needed to hit me in the, in the head, right? To say, you're not doing what you say is important. And so we made an agreement that we would only allow a certain percentage of, of items on my calendar that were not part of our priorities, our strategies, and our goals. So she would continue to color code everything. And then at the end of the week, she would actually bring me a list and say, these are things that we're not putting on your calendar because we're, we're out of the, 
the, the bucket that allows us to work on things outside of your focus. So that's, that's sort of forced the issue that I was spending a lot more time on the EMRs of the world uh-huh. uh, in, in my space. Uh, I was working on the things that were on, you know, my strategy. But, you know, going into that session, I'll tell you, it was, it was really good to get the leadership's perspective on the GPS. What mm-hmm. is their GPS? And also, at the very end of the session, after they generated their GPS, which, you know, I, I got their GPS and there was... There was a lot of things that actually, you know, number one on my GPS was a was a people component, and they actually have invest in our people. So that one matched up, you know, maybe not in the same in the in the same order, but they were there. My my second one is operational excellence, which we are relentless at FedEx uh, for our systems to run at a high uh, reliability uh, standard and. They actually had that one on there as well. Now, the other two kind of varied. Uh, They went into a lot of tactical cloud development items, and and I probably kept mine a little bit higher. But that was really powerful to see the differences between our GPSs. And this is the the beauty of it is, as leaders, we think we're all on the same page. We say what needs to be done. We trust that our people have it because we we hire great people. And we don't always see when we're out of alignment. And when right. you first go into a room, which your GPS was facilitated, it's not like you just created it. Like You had that in your back pocket, but we have certified people inside the organization who can facilitate these processes. So it's not sure. just Bob saying, this is our vision, this is our goal, these are our priorities, our strategies. It was crowdsourced among your team. And because your team was able to say, all right, this is what matters at, at a vice president level, at a director level, here's the piece of the pie that I can own and make sure that what my team is doing is actually in alignment with Bob's vision. That's right. It was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, you know, just sitting back and listening as a leader is often more powerful than providing my perspective because mm. it allowed me. Uh, to walk in their shoes, um, you know, which I've had those positions, but maybe it's been a while. And it gave me their perspective. Uh, it gave me, uh, you know, what it's like every day and what they're running into and and all these demands from the business uh, to deliver capabilities. Even though, you know, we're modernized, we're not on legacy technology, we feel really good about ourselves, but that just... That just brought things faster to us. So let me ask you this. You look at EMR, you realize it's the lead domino. Knocking that capability out makes so many other things easier or unnecessary. And you realize it's stuck in a sea of competing priorities. Yep. You need to create a fast lane. So the pe- your team reads the book. You do the GPS session. There's now clarity and alignment on what matters most in what order. How long did it take to knock that domino down? Well. First of all, that that domino was not in a very good place at this point in time because uh, we were into testing, and I think we had between forty five and fifty defects that were open. What does that mean? Uh, well, we had forty five to fifty items that 
the requirements, the user stories said, hey, the system's going to do this. And it wasn't doing this. It was doing that. So 45 so, to 50 things that were wrong, stopping it from doing it what it needed to do. And it had been weeks. And at first I thought, okay, you know, a couple of weeks, we're going to knock these out. It had been literally about five or six weeks and we were still at 45 to 50. Like we had made no headway. Um, you know, you started with 45 or 50, you closed a few, but you opened a few. And next thing you know, you're running in place pretty much. And so, you know, that was the, the first thing by getting us all on the same page and, and getting, you know, the GPSs and consolidating that I could really pull in the director and manager of that. Actually, there's two directors and uh, multiple managers that were pulled in. Uh, and we talked about, okay, this is our number one. This is the thing that will make many other things easier. Okay, this is going to bring uh, safety to a higher level. This is going to bring real-time data, dynamic data. This is going to push us towards mobile capabilities at FedEx. And so what do we got to do to put this on everybody's plate every day they walk through the doors? This was pre-COVID. Every day we walk through the doors, we want people majoring in this. We want them this is their thing to do. And uh, it was ironic because I was, I was reviewing uh, what my manager had called it. And he came up with this plan. And the next week we had met, he said, we are calling this Operations Blitz EMR. So Operations Blitz EMR, because we are going to pull everybody's focus to these defects and we are going to we are going to nail these defects and within he gave a goal that he wanted within 2 to 3 weeks for the defects to be completed and with all teams team members heads down on these defects literally 2 weeks we went to the business and said all updates have been made to the test environment and right now we have no defects open we're going to stop and we're going to pause on this a number one priority, a one thing that can make so many other things easier or necessary that had been sitting in a sea of competing priorities for six years. You do a GPS, you get clarity, it's the lead domino. And when the team from when the team finally says, we are going to make this our one thing, what had been sitting there for six years got done in two weeks. Exactly right. What went through your mind? <laughs> well, I think that started to change the paradigm that reinforced many concepts that I think most of my career that I believed in my heart were accurate and, and were doable. I believed as a programmer, for example, I'll give you a great example. When I was a programmer, I believed that my boss could give me three or four things, and I could multitask better than anybody. I, I could figure out how to be disciplined enough that, you know what, I know two hours a day I'm working on you know, defects that come in. I know four hours a day I'm working on this. And if I needed to work 12 or 13, it was okay. okay? I would probably cover myself by just working extra if I had to. You know, multitasking is not reality. 
Mm-hmm. And I think from the book and a couple other situations, which I'd probably call lessons of uh, my dad used to say from hard knocks. Yeah. Um, you know, I had an employee one time who left who said, and he was a, a really good employee. And uh, he said, you know, I just had too much on my plate. It just so happened he went so he went to another company and uh you know they were they were pressing pretty hard and when his wife said hey uh you're not home till 10 o'clock every night he called me back and uh he came back to FedEx which uh I felt like that was that was a chance for me to learn from that whole lesson it was mm. a chance anyhow to learn but I really had a chance that that we got him back to FedEx I love that you fast forward i mean it's been well over a year since your team has had a GPS in place. What's changed with how your people view the demand that comes in? Yeah, I would say that, you know, we, we, the entire leadership team believes that not every request is equal. Mm. Uh, We know that we're not going to make everybody happy. Uh, But we know that in order to be and I think Steve Jobs probably says it the best. You know, he 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 said, "Hey, to, to be an innovator, there's got to be thousands of things that you're going to say no to." And uh, at FedEx, we got we got one of the greatest cultures in the entire world. Uh, FedEx, I would put FedEx people up against anybody. Uh, I don't care who it is. We believe purple. You know, from the winter weather a couple of weeks ago, they sent a note to the headquarters and said, hey, uh, we're, we're behind at the hub. They had volunteers within minutes and they had to cut it off because people at FedEx, you know, our chairman, uh, not only did he invent the express industry, uh, he is by far uh, the best uh, in transportation around the globe, hands down. And, and we're all, we're all part of that DNA. So this concept is hard for us because we don't want to tell people no. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, focus, which this is really where the rubber meets the road on what are we focused on to create those fast lanes, you've got to have focus and, and you got to tell people no. And when you do that and you get everybody on board with that GPS and, and what those uh, strategies are that you're going to deliver, man, it's it's really a lot of fun. I mean, when that project got got rolling, to be honest with you, when I saw the business and the technologists come together and they were they were pulling hard in in the same direction, as a leader, I just needed to get out of the way. In fact, I I often tell my wife, I just I just can't mess that up. <laughs> yeah. I just got to let that go because that dominoes case. Okay, so those dominoes have started to fall. And now, uh, you know, you, you really don't want to get it its way because it's got it. And uh, that's, that's the way I felt about this core team. It was probably one of the best core teams that I've ever been around. And uh, they just, they're just an amazing group. We hope you're enjoying this interview with Bob Minford. If you're a leader in an organization and want to have a conversation, 
about what it looks like to bring this to your people, we're happy to engage with you. From a high level, when we bring this to a company, it can be as simple as facilitating some trainings about the principles or helping you create your GPS so you have real clarity in alignment with the team to certifying leaders in the organization so they can drive the principles and make it part of the culture and reinforcing it by doing consulting calls with leaders as well as providing on-demand resources for employees so they can stay consistent and have the success that you want them to have. The results with companies from small companies of five people to some of the largest in the world have been extraordinary because the principles are simple. These are surprisingly simple truths that lead to extraordinary results. If you'd like to have a chat about what it looks like to create more clarity and alignment and focus with your team, we're happy to engage with you. Just head over to theonething.com slash training. Again, that's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash training. And we would be happy to line up a time to chat. How is this approach from the principles to the models like the GPS or a 411, how is that different than what you've experienced in the past? Well, like I said, uh, you know, probably one of my one of my downfalls was, you know, I don't want to ever tell people no. I, we got it, we got it, we got to do it. And I think from this, my boss, he will ask me, okay, what are the top focus items. What are the five things we're working on? Don't give me a hundred. Okay. So the way it's changed is, I guess, as we've had success, that success is contagious. Mm. And 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 even up the ladder, he wants to work on the focused items and not everything. And I think when you get in that position and you you see the the success of the fast lanes all the way up the leadership chain then you want to keep those fast lanes, the fast lane. What you're saying is really powerful because there are so many people who are listening to this where oftentimes it is the boss who keeps piling things on and they feel like, oh, they just don't understand how much is on my plate. Or especially when you start to work in a large organization and you have interdependencies, other departments, they just don't understand what's on our plate. You guys had a level of success and it started to create a common language that has spread to where... They're, they don't come to you and say, what's the update on the 100? They say, let's talk about the top three. Right. And I got a new boss. So my boss got promoted to president. And I got a new senior vice president in Express. And the first thing I did was give him the book, the one thing. I said, huh. this is our strategy right here. This is the strategy that we live and die by because this gets us fast-laned through technology. You know, it, it just... I, I never want to go back to, you know, I, I know we're taking a couple steps forward, but we're getting nothing done. <laughs> I mean, the, the perception from the business at times would be, well, are you guys going to complete anything? But now, now that we fast lane items, we don't even have those conversations. It's just expected. And, and I'll tell you, you know, there's a great example. We fast laned uh, an engine for legalities so that every one of our pilots would be, you know, we, we pretty much in memory check them to make sure they're valid every single event that they go through uh, within flying. And uh, with COVID, if it wasn't for that module, with every country changing their rules, mm-hmm. sometimes as the pilot was in the air, sometimes it was every two hours. Okay, and they were all trying to do the right thing, but they were all changing the rules to something different. And 
Just imagine if I didn't have that fast lane on that legalities with that engine, um, I would have been sunk. And, and we created that fast lane. We got that engine done. And then COVID hit. And, you know, we all go home, okay, to work. We're working remotely. And, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't allow the crew area to miss a rule from any country, which is amazing. Because you had already established a culture where you could identify what matters most and do what matters most. That's right. That made everything else easier. That made this whole COVID easier, right? Because it would have been, it not only wouldn't have been easier, it would have been impossible, Jeff. We wouldn't have been able to keep up because the, the old methodology of not having this, this, this modern you know, microservice in place, this engine in IT terms that we could easily add uh, rules and the business could add rules, we would, have been, we would have been out of the water. What would you say to a leader who they listen to this podcast because they like the idea of the principles? And they have interest in living them. And like every single person in your org, they hear the idea of the one thing. They say, I have more than one thing. They have doubts about if it'll work. They have doubts if they can get leadership's support. What advice would you give them? I would say that talk to your business partner about this concept, these methodologies, and bring them with you. Because once they see the fast lane, you're not going to get them out of that fast lane. They are going to be in that fast lane forever. Uh, and I think that's the key. We have a really close relationship with our business. Uh, that's why most of our developers are in Memphis, Tennessee, because we have uh, you know a very large ramp here uh, and hub location. And many of our developers are out on that ramp working with mechanics and pilots and we have that unique relationship to be able to uh, show them as we're going through the agile process, working software every two weeks and how fast it can be when we put the right focus on those items and create that fast lane. But I think, you know, you got to start small, Jeff. It's crawl, walk, run. I always say it's crawl, walk, run. You know, there was a day when I used to push to 19 call centers on the same day and... Uh, Yes, I would probably hold my breath because if any of those changes did not work and we impacted negatively our customers' ability to call FedEx call centers, then I knew that that was a bad concept for me to push to all of them. So, you know, this this whole strategy of the one thing and starting small and crawl, walk, run and small is good and and continuing to, to gain momentum from that is is how you take your business partner through that. And once you get them through that, there's no looking back. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with Bob Minford, the Vice President of Airline Technology for FedEx. The the thing that I really respect about Bob, and we, we chatted about this offline, as I said, Bob, you this is you have an extraordinary story. And he said, I don't have an extraordinary story my team has an extraordinary story. I have a tremendous amount of respect for that mindset because I have heard Gary Keller say for so long that no one succeeds alone. Bob attended the class where I happened to be on stage. He asked the question, what's my one thing? And he put it into action. And he gives the credit to his team for keeping the focus, for keeping the clarity and 
for truly achieving extraordinary results. I mean, think about it, folks. Six years, that capability had been sitting in traffic. They create a GPS to create a fast lane. They get it done in two weeks. And not knowing that when COVID would hit, that having that fast lane would allow them to keep operating. And without it, you heard him say, it would have been impossible. Our question for you is, what's that one thing that's sitting in your traffic jam? It's just buried there amongst all the other things. And it's only moving forward when the things in front of it move forward, regardless of whether it's more important or not. And what would be possible in your life, professionally and personally, if you learned how to create that fast lane, if you created habits, a culture where you could be clear on what matters most and fast track it so you get it done. And then you earn the right to address all the other stuff. (laughs) The answer is everything, truly everything. Whether you are an individual, whether you are the leader of a small team or the leader inside a large organization like FedEx, the principles work because they are surprisingly simple. Our hope is that you will use this as a catalyst to take action. Because at this point, you have a decision to make. Will this time listening to this episode be an expense or will it be an investment? We know you want it to be an investment. And the only way you do that is by putting it in action with the expectation of a return. If you're a leader in an organization and you want to have a conversation about what it looks like to bring this to your company, head over to the onething.com slash training. We are happy to engage with you about what it looks like to facilitate workshops, whether that be to create your GPS, to introduce the principles, what it looks like to certify people in your world so that they can drive the principles and how we can reinforce it over time so you truly create a culture where people are clear on their one thing and do their one thing every day. Again, engage with us at theonething.com slash training. If this episode has brought value to you, please think of a person that you can share it with that it would bring value to. It would mean so much to us. And if you are new to the show, click the subscribe button so all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device of choice. And finally, if you would consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player, it genuinely helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.